Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your host, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Well, welcome back to Ditch the Suit. Steve Campbell here with you. Uh, today, we are going to be kicking off a brand new mini series talking about all things inflation. You know, inflation is a term that we can hear in the news, and maybe you know exactly what somebody means when they say inflation. Uh, maybe you have a rough idea when somebody says the word inflation in terms of what we're talking about. Or maybe you're like many people, you hear the word inflation, you know, it could be potentially a bad thing, but you're not really sure what it is. But you also may not want to admit that you're not sure what inflation is. You just go along with it and nod and go, yeah, inflation can be really bad. But is it? We're not here to prove whether inflation is right or wrong, but we want to help you give context in terms of when you hear inflation, what does that mean? And we think that the best way to give context is to talk about where we've been in the past. So in this conversation, Travis and I are going to talk about uh, over the years from the 50s all the way up, how inflation has affected the economy, uh, what that's done to things like income and home prices, so that you have an idea when you hear inflation, how to make sense of something that seems so obscure, but you know is affecting you when you go to your local grocery store, or you go to the gas station. So as always, stay tuned. This is going to be a great conversation. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe, leave a comment, because you never know how your review can help somebody else become a believer. As always, you're here because we want to help you get more from your money in life. You only get one shot at this thing. We want you just to be able to live it to the fullest. So thanks for being our guest. Well, welcome to another edition of Ditch the Suits podcast. Steve Campbell here with Travis Moss. Partner, this is episode 22. When we released our last episode, we turned 21. 21 episodes in. Uh, we want to say thank you to all of you that have listened, subscribed, left reviews. Uh, many of you in the last couple of episodes, we've left our email if you want to get in contact with us. Many of you have taken advantage of that. You've emailed us with questions. You've emailed us wanting to get a copy of 13 questions you should ask your advisor. We've sent them out right away. It's been fun uh, collaborating and, and corresponding with many of you. So it means the world to us. But this is episode 22. Hopefully, if you are returning, this is going to be a great series for you. Today, we want to talk about a really, I think, obscure concept that we hear that sometimes we might act like we know, but we don't really know. And that's this idea of inflation. So we want to break this idea of inflation down to give you some context to understand, again, why you're here so that you can make the most of the money and the most of your life because you only get one shot at this thing. So partner, when we talk about inflation, what's the first couple of things we want to help people understand? When I talk about inflation to people, I start with context and the fact that there's a relationship between inflation and interest rates. Inflation comes then normally interest rates come after that. And if we really look at the last time this has happened for the United States, you'd be drawing a model based on the 50s leading up to the 80s. And so you'd go in a 30-year period where you had low inflation and low interest rates leading to high inflation and super high interest rates. And then another 30-year period where rates come down and inflation is coming down. And then you're where you are today. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important to understand the difference though between that time and this time and there's a whole bunch of things out there you know you can catch on any news channel they're talking about transitory inflation and whether or not it's permanent or long term and monetary supply and those types of things but some of the things that are just uniquely different that I think that we have to understand when we're trying to figure out what does inflation mean to us mm -hmm. is the fact that the last time there was 
a real kind of pent up high velocity of prices increasing and really low interest rates that could follow those prices up, we didn't even have the internet or it was just really becoming a thing in, in its infancy. Uh, computers, certainly not the computers we have now, but computers were, were, I mean, if you go down back to the 50s or 60s, I would say computers weren't really part of finance. I don't, I don't know exactly when they first came into being, but I, I do know that they really didn't start to make an impact on investing until much, much later. Algorithms, part of uh, computing power, which is where the, the computer looks at patterns and just decides you know, for you how you should act or, or things you should be looking at or, or the next steps. That's a, a newer phenomena. Uh, mutual funds barely existed. If you go back to the 50s and, and the 60s, and if you were to talk to your grandparents, pretty much everybody got a pension. There weren't 401ks. There really weren't that many. If there were mutual funds, you'd normally just be dealing with some pretty vanilla basic funds, maybe a large cap fund and, and a bond fund or something. Not, certainly not the universe of funds there are now. Uh, 401ks really weren't a thing. Most most individual people didn't invest. This is where the movies Boiler Room and all these other movies come along where you know, you've got stockbrokers calling people up and selling them penny stocks over the phone and stuff. Right. Because that's actually how people started to get into investing back in the day before yep. you could just go online now and open an account anywhere and have investments within 24 hours that you picked. Automation via artificial intelligence, globalization of the markets. Uh, I mean, there was, it wasn't too long ago where if you had five or 10% of your money in international funds, you were, you know, that was, that was pretty forward thinking. Now it's like, 30, 40, 50, 60% as international and a lot of allocation models. That's a, that's a completely different approach to investing. And therefore, the impact of inflation on a typical person is going to be different. Financial engineering, uh, sophistication, the types of products that you can get now, the hedges, all those types of things. And so in general here, we're talking about things that impact investing. But it also impacts, like, think about the automation with artificial intelligence. I think part of the reason why you you don't have some of the inflation that is, you know, more his, historical, where you have more and more people doing well or doing better, so there's more money in circulation, yet the cost of all the goods certainly until recently hadn't been going up in uh, that extreme. Right. Well, how could that be? Well, if if computers and automation keep the cost down because of smart systems, trimming the fat on the edges to making it cheaper to produce goods. At the same time that there's more demand, there's more capacity to produce. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have all these things that make this essentially a very, very, very different time than the last time we would have any kind of real model to go by and say, this is what should happen. So we talk to people all the time and they say, well, what, what should I be doing with my investments or something like that? And, you know, anybody who says, well, this is what happens based on our, our historical models that they were to back test it. The last 30 years certainly weren't this type of environment. And the 30 years before that, none of it has anything to do with what's happening now. It was right. a very, very different time. I mean, think about it like this too. Look at all the baby boomers. That whole generation is moving into retirement. Yep. Or, or a large portions already in retirement. Um, they are the first generation to have most of them 
accumulated their own savings outside of pension plans. And there's this mm-hmm. massive amount of wealth, both in those plans and um, income retiring, essentially. Yep. And what is what are those dynamics? All of a sudden, I'm retiring, I have time to do things. Maybe I want to buy stuff. Maybe I want to have experiences. Mm-hmm. That money is going to start moving and being redistributed. Redistrib- and so you know, what happens now? So, so this, when we're talking about inflation is really easy to get caught up in what has happened historically, but this isn't the same as what has happened historically. It is very different. Well, and you think about it, it's again, one of those terms you turn on the nightly news and inflation on the rise. And you're like, Oh God, (laughs) inflation sucks. Honey, what's inflation, right? It's, it's, we never want to admit that maybe we don't fully understand a word when we hear it, but it can be something that is used uh, politically, it can be something that we hear and we just don't know really how to make sense of it. Right. And so when you talk about, we have many listeners of all ages that listen to ditch the suits. You have people that weren't even born in the fifties and sixties listening to this. So they have no recollection of what things were back in the day. Right. We always use that word back in the day. And so I think it's, it's helpful because you can break down the idea of inflation and give a Webster's dictionary version of it, or you can help paint a picture by helping people understand like what, what does inflation really mean? So as we were kind of preparing for this episode, realizing this is a very hot topic for a lot of people, I think it's one of those topics on the top of everybody's mind because of what they're seeing when they go to the grocery store and just the price of goods and services, the cost of living. Um, you were doing some research, uh, talking about some things, you know, in the 1980s as compared to today. So why don't you break down some of those stats to give people an idea of what inflation can look like, you know, from years past to where we are today. Yeah. So uh, just a disclosure, you and I both weren't born in the fifties or the sixties either. That's so we're going, true. we're going, we're going a little bit by hearsay, but I do work with a lot of people who were born in the fifties and sixties and actually even into the forties. And I've worked with people born in the thirties. So I've worked the whole gamut and I, you know, reminiscing is kind of fun sometimes. And ask somebody, ask your grandparents sometime uh, what their house cost in the 70s. This, this helps you really understand what, what inflation means. Or ask them yep. what their salary was in the 70s. And then think about what somebody with that same job today makes. So the yep. median house value in 1980, and I just picked 1980s. It's kind of like right in the middle towards you know when it started to kind of slow down a little bit. But 1980 is a good date to use. Yep. The median house value. So if you took all the house sales and and drew a line right smack in the middle and you had the high, the most expensive half and the lowest expensive half, the one smack in the middle between those, that's median. So it's not the average, it's just the median. Mm-hmm. The median home value in 1980 was for about $47,000. Guess what it was in 2021? That'll be more than that, probably a lot mm-hmm. more. I was shocked by this. I was actually surprised this number was as high as it is. $380,000. Wow. That's 2021. So that's pretty close to, you know, I, I don't know if it's a month or two behind or a quarter behind, but that's up till right now. So the average or the median house, you go buy a house in the 80s and just assuming you're average, you buy around a $47,000 house, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but hmm. somewhere around 47000 today. That same property would be worth somewhere around three hundred eighty thousand dollars, and and ask your grandparents about it. They will they'll laugh and say, "Yeah, that's true." Yep, I yep. bought my house for thirty grand. I just sold it for two fifty. You know, they'll tell you that's true. Guess what the median income was in nineteen eighty? No idea. 
$21,000. Wow. So, so now today, if you made $21,000, you say, boy, you're pretty, you know, that's, you can't pay your bills. Right. And, and this number is lagging a little bit because they don't, you have to go by, I guess, end of year stats or something. But 2020, the number was 67,500. So think about that for a second. In 1980, the average house cost two and a quarter year salary. It's kind of like uh, what is it, Zales that does that? The diamond. How many how many paychecks should you invest in your wedding ring? Right. How, how many months pay? Wife. How many months pay should you uh, pay for uh, jewelry to prove your love to somebody? Well, it's kind of like that with houses. So in 1980, it costs about two and a quarter years salary. So two years and three months salary to buy the median value house. In 2001, it was 5.6 year salary to buy the median valued house. Well, you take those numbers that you just threw out, right? If, if in 1980, the, the median salary was 21,000 and the average house was 47,500, the median house, right? Two, two and a quarter's month would get you to the value of the house. So that's what we're saying. It would take you two and a half years worth of your salary in 1980 to buy a house versus what'd you just say? 5.6 times as much. Yeah. That's if you have, if you pay no income taxes, you could save just every nickel that you earned and actually put it towards buying something. So it's. Tell me more about this. Essentially land. <laughs> so, and, and here's why I bring that up because you said, well, that's, that's a, that has really spread out. So people are making a lot more, but they can't buy nearly as much. So. Mm-hmm. But this is where interest rates come into effect. So if when inflation takes off, interest rates go up afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's how the, the government essentially sh- tries to shrink the amount of money available. But interest rates take off. Now, all of a sudden, you can't pay as much for a house. So in the 80s, this will be it. This is fun too. ask anybody. Uh, maybe your parents were were just starting to work in the 80s. Or if you have grandparents, definitely ask your grandparents because they were probably putting like your parents through college in the eighties or whatever. Uh, but think about this. 9% savings bonds was pretty normal. Hmm. Imagine if you could go and I'm, that's probably gonna be pretty comparable to this. I, I've heard stories of double digit CDs in the eighties in the early eighties, sure. like CDs pay almost nothing now, less than 2%. So you, you would go and get a double digit, essentially risk-free investment. That's, it's not really an investment, but risk-free interest earning instrument. But mortgage rates, they have, people are like, oh yeah, I wish I could turn back the clock and get my nine, 10, 15, whatever percent CD I had back then. Then you ask me, yeah, but what was your mortgage rate? And they go, oh yeah, 17%. Yikes. Interest, mortgage rates actually peaked out like almost, I think around 19% in the eighties. Hmm. Could you, like people today, I won't even talk to you if I can't get under three and a half percent. Right. And we're disgusted because rates are, you know, when rates go up, I mean, people are getting mortgage rates right now at around two, two and a half percent. Right. 17% for a mortgage. Yeah. So the, the cost of things goes up and then the cost of buying the stuff even goes up either because it, you have to pay more dollars for it or because if you borrow, they're going to ask you to pay more for interest. Yep. So so if you did that today, let's say interest rates went up. Let's say inflation got crazy and interest rates went way up. So uh, a 17% rate on a $380,000 mortgage, $380,000 being that median housing value right now. Yep. $5,418 a month would be the mortgage payment. That'd be crippling for most people. Oh my, we associate that with credit cards, right? Like right. That, that rate. 
No, that would be a mortgage rate. I was doing mortgages before I got into personal finance in like 2004. And sixes were really good. If you could get into sixes, you were doing something really good with your credit. It was pretty normal to have nine, 10% uh, mortgage rate. It's wild. So you can't buy as much house, right? So you, right. Because you can't borrow as much, but yet the price is going up. So you have these really interesting conundrums that happen um, that we don't really think about. We don't think about how complicated this discussion about inflation is and how it would actually impact us down the road. Yeah. Well, and if if we recall one of the episodes we talked about buying buying real estate in a hot market, right? We said one of the three variables that you can control is your interest rate. And we tried to paint a picture as to how interest rate can affect your mortgage payment. I think when you're talking about buying a $380,000 home, depending on where you live in the country, if that's the median, you would say, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, that's when I drive around, that's what I see maybe a little bit higher. But if all of a sudden your loan underwriter said, okay, your mortgage is going to be $5,000, you might throw up a little bit in your mouth because who has <laughs> potentially that, that money, right? To, to go, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, most people probably have, you know, a thousand to, to maybe $3,000 worth of a mortgage payment. And if you said that the medium uh, income is 67,000 and change, you'd basically be saying that all of your money every single month would just be going to your mortgage. So kids, fend for yourself. We're going to enter the Hunger Games not really sure what's going to happen, who's going to survive. It just helps people understand. And if if you haven't bought a house in a while, so you're, you've been living in your house for a long time, and maybe this isn't top of mind, so it's, wow, that's a lot of money. I mean, you go to your local grocery store, you go to get gas, you go to take your kids to the movies. You know, when you talk with your grandparents, you know, I remember going to the movies back in the day, right? Back in the day with my grandma and how much money it costs. You go to take your kids today. I mean, you got to take out a private bank loan to go show your kids a new Marvel movie or take them to Star Wars because it's just so much money. So $30 popcorn. Yeah. Even if you haven't <laughs> bought a house or, you know, looked at your salary in a long time and it's, you know, even hard to understand, just look at what every time you drive past the gas pump, what the cost of gas is and how that's going up. And you can understand a little bit of inflation and how it works. So um, I think nailing those points is really helpful. But even then talking about then, you know, let's let's say grandma, to even take this a little bit further, had given you a thousand dollars in nineteen eighty. Help people understand. Grandma gives you a thousand dollars. What are your options and what can you do with it? Back back in the eighties, speaking of grandmas, a lot of people, if you're in your fifties or sixties now, somewhere along long line, maybe your parents gave you a little whole life policy, a little life insurance policy. Yep. And it was pretty common for the death benefit to be somewhere between five hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. And back in the eighties and the seventies, there was a there'd be a door to door insurance salesman that would come and knock on your door and sell the life insurance policies and collect the premiums every month. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how that was done. Now would be that'd be really creepy, right? If the insurance guy showed up at your house every month to collect your fifteen dollar premium or something. But back in the day, that's that's what they did. Well, a thousand dollar or a five thousand dollar policy was pretty standard back then. A $15,000 policy was huge. I mean, that was, you were buying a lot of life insurance in the seventies or the early eighties, if you bought a $15,000 policy. But think about today, what a $500 policy buys you. If you're doing it so that you can essentially bury yourself, you're buying a $500 policy. You can't, I don't, you can buy the urn now. Right for five hundred dollars, right? You could right. barely you could barely do all the services for fifteen thousand. That starts to give you an idea. Imagine if your your grandma said, "You know what? I'm going to leave you, Steve. I'm going to leave you a thousand dollars 
but I'm going to put it in one of those keepsakes. Yep. I did this my, my, for my niece when she was born. I put a little thing in a keepsake and I guess she's going to open it when she's in her 20s. So imagine if I did this. I, I, I put $1,000 in the can and I wrapped it up nice and I threw it in the keepsake box. And it's going to be something that you open up at a certain point in the future. And it'll be a gift from me to you. So grandma's going to do this for you. And you open it when you turn 40. So for 40 years, you have this thing. Right. Um, pretending you were born in 1980, she just gave it to you. Then. So 40 years later, I know it's 41 years, but just for easy math, 40 years later. Or with you. That, that would be like grandma giving you $298 today. So that $1,000 essentially like decayed to $298. So if you could have bought $1,000 worth of stuff when, when your grandma had given that to you, mm-hmm. you could now only buy $298 worth of stuff. That's the equivalence of what she could have done with that money and what you could do with that money 40 years later. That's what inflation means. It just, you lose purchasing and it's sneaky silent. You never see it. It's, you know, when people talk about, well, I want a job where I can get a 3% raise year over year. That 3% is slightly under the rate of inflation, the long-term rate of inflation. So you're like, you're barely keeping up with this, how much your stuff costs last year, this year. Yep. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just barely keeping up for you if it's keeping up really, depending on what your expenses are. So you'd be able to buy less than 30% of the stuff and by the time you open that keepsake. Well, and you if, know we're... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just thinking, if your grandma did it differently, though... Yep. Let's say that your grandma... Because uh, we have a, a lot of people that we talk to where the grandparents will buy them you know, a couple shares of stock, maybe for a wedding present or something like that. And here you go. And it sits there for 30, 40 years. And then they look at it and they're like, wow, you know, I had $500 and I've got 30 now. How did that happen? Well, how did that happen? Well, imagine if, and this is, this is just to show people, because it, this can sound hopeless. Like, like if, if inflation goes crazy and interest rates go up, how could I possibly keep up with this? Yep. But imagine if grandma, instead of putting that money in a can, had the foresight to buy, if there was one available, uh, S&P 500 index fund. So she just goes and buys an investment and she puts it in there and she, you know, crinkles up the statement, puts the statement in the coffee can and says, open this in 40 years. And so you open up the coffee can and and you have this statement that says you have X amount of shares of this mutual fund and it has since cooked for 40 years. You'd have roughly $111,000 today. Well, Well, even if you, now you got to take out inflation, right? Remember, you got to work backwards. So it would have gone up because it's made money, but then you have to take out the adjustment for how much stuff you can buy compared to how much stuff grandma would have been able to buy. And remember, it's only 30%. You could, you, you know what I mean? You, it, you're losing value. So, but it's still the equivalent of, she put a thousand, she could have bought a thousand dollars worth of stuff. You can still buy $33,000 worth of the same stuff she could have bought. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm trying to follow, what are we talking about? We were joking about <laughs> off screen about Austin Powers. 
you know, imagine if you had Austin Powers in 1970 and you froze him and you woke him up in 2021. And he's walking the streets. Yeah, baby. You know, he's got a thousand dollars thinking he's made it going into a store. Just open that can that he hid in the back of his house. Thousand <laughs> bucks walks into his local store and I'm rich, baby. You know, and everyone's like, you can you can barely buy a hotel room. He'd be shocked. Right. Because yeah, in 1970, yeah. that was a lot of money and contextually. Every day that we're alive, we don't realize how much the world is changing. But when you back out 40, 50 years and you talk about how different, you know, you look at, you know, TV when they have old albums that come up or old TV shows that my parents would show me. And the 1970s and 80s looks like a completely different world historically, just on screen to what it looks like today, even an animation of movies and what you can do. But that idea of Austin Powers is really helpful because... If at the end of the day at a thousand dollars and you woke up today, that would barely buy you anything. I mean, God, you'd barely be able to go see the Austin Powers movie. If what it just- was it? it? It was Doctor Evil, right? And he, the scene where Doctor Evil is gonna blow, you know, gonna laser beam the world or something, and he goes, and they say, "What do you want?" And he starts giggling and he puts his finger up by his mouth and he goes, "Wouldn't something like one million dollars?" And everybody's like cracking up at him, right? Because he had he had gone to sleep too and woke up and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah." And but that the point of that whole point was to show you how silly and how crazy numbers have become. Yep. One million dollars back in the seventies was a big big deal. One million dollars yep. now, you know, in the two thousands was like, yeah, okay. Well, if you think about cost of living, you just said that a $15,000 insurance policy in the 70s and 80s was a big policy. And now today, when most people think about survivorship and stuff, they're they're getting out big term policies. Why? To really make sure they're covering all their expenses. So if a house is more expensive you know, on paper, then those are things you need to cover. But this is such an important topic for us to lay the groundwork because we can't get into maybe some of the deeper things about inflation, how it can affect you, what you can look at. If we don't help kind of lay the scene at first of really what is inflation, whether it's we give you the Webster's Dictionary or an Austin Powers metaphor, whatever it takes to help you understand, make you laugh a little bit, understand this is very real and it affects all of us, then we can't possibly empower you to go out and live your best life, right? Because you're here because you want to get more from your money, more from your life. But in this first episode, we wanted to look back in the day what happened as to today. What could have grandma done? And then what can you do to understand the different worlds that we live in? And as you said at the beginning of this episode, we can't just look to the past and what happened and believe that this is the very same situation, right? Because if you even take that Austin Powers uh, analogy and you talk about artificial intelligence and algorithms, he might say, I think I conducted algorithms at one time, right? It's such yeah. a it's such a big <laughs> word, but we talk about these things and you have listeners of all ages listening. And if you say artificial intelligence to somebody, they might not have any idea like cloud-based technology, but vice versa. You got a lot of you know young listeners that you say certain terms that were popular back then, they'd be clueless. So the big thing is we want to educate you, empower you to help you to go out on that road to ultimately financial freedom. So in this first episode, we wanted to kind of help paint a picture of inflation, how it works and how it can affect you. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, We hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at CPG. You can send us an email, uh, info at cpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to ditch the suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover. 
or you can visit our website, which is seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button, and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to Ditch the Suits. If you have a question, a series of questions, or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.